Hey there. This is Float On. This podcast gives you guidance and insight in seeing more beauty along the river ride that is life. You can't go back. You can only learn and move forward. I'm your host, Dahlia Jean. Let's do this thing, guys. So, hey there. I hope you're all doing super, super well. This episode is super important to me because it's sort of my life mantra, my motto, my mantra, whatever you want to call it. I feel like friends and family, you know, whenever we talk about life, small talk, just what's going on, I always get this question like, when do you sleep or how do you fit all this stuff into your life? What what are you doing? And I feel like while it's funny and like lighthearted and I know it's intended to be like a sort of a compliment, my response usually includes this analogy about life being a puzzle, but not in a bad way. I feel like when people say like, oh, things are, you know, it's, it's, it's a real puzzle, got to fit it in. But I view it as like a positive thing. And I'm going to explain that for you. Okay. It's not a puzzle in a bad way. It's a puzzle in the sense that I in my life, I get all the choice. I get to choose the big picture, my goals, my dreams, and I get to choose the pieces. What do I want to include in my life? What job do I have? What, what are my habits, my routines? What do I do with my social time, my activities that I do? Who are the people that I choose to spend my time with? I choose how these pieces in my puzzle come together to make the big picture right? Uh, It's easy to view people we see on social media and online and just kind of sit back and just be like, dang, that is so sweet. I wish I had their life. But if you start looking at your life and seeing the bigger picture, I want you to ask yourself, like, what do the pieces in your puzzle look like? Really? Like, if you break it down and you're looking at your whole life, maybe it might be helpful to pretend that you're someone else, you know, looking from the outside. What do they see? And, you know, there's this whole idea of like, oh, well, we, you know, we portray ourselves in a way on social media that we want to be like, oh, so many people hide, hide their stuff. Well, but some of it is not for public domain, right? We all are, we all are entitled to our personal business and our personal lives and social media. It deserves a divide in my personal opinion. I don't think that we owe it to everyone to put everything on social media. But at the same time, it's important to remember that that whole philosophy carries over and you need to receive things in a way with that understanding that you're not seeing the full picture, right? And make peace with that. You know, you're not seeing perfection. You're seeing the best of someone, in other words. It's just important to look at the bigger picture. And for those of you who like love being in control, if you start thinking of your life this way as like a puzzle that you get to choose everything, like you get to choose the pieces, you get to choose how you spend your time, you get to choose how you bring it all together. That is so empowering. I think that's my thing. I think those of you who know me personally would be willing to agree that I like being in control. But I don't view that as a detriment. You know, you have to be willing to accept situations and adapt when you're not in control. And that's a skill in and of itself. But your own life, you should be in control of your own life. Take control of it if you're not. It's important. Okay, don't let anybody else tell you how to live your life. Seriously, don't. 
I mean, if you're under 18, yeah, your parents, they're doing their job, okay? But if you're an adult, you've got your own place, you've got your own life, your own career, kids, whatever, you need to decide what you want from your life. And I want you to wake up tomorrow and be you unapologetically. Remember that everybody gets their own puzzle for their life. And you don't get to mess with their puzzle. You might be a piece in other people's puzzle, but they have their own and you get yours. So make your puzzle yours, right? So when I talk about this with other people and I talk about my life and how I see it like a puzzle, I get to choose the pieces. The return I have to get is, you make it sound so easy, but you know, it's easier said than done, really. You don't really know my life. And I totally respect that. But I feel that I've had my own fair share of hardships and I'll talk a little bit more about my journey and just how I got to this sort of mindset to kind of dismiss an approach without trying it, I think is sort of shutting the door on an opportunity for yourself. And to be fair, you need to just decide if you want to make any changes. And it's crucial to determine where you are right now in order to start thinking in that way. Start being more mindful about your own life. Really appreciate who you have in your life, what means the most to you, what makes you happiest on a normal day. Like when you're, you know, just going doing your day to day, not necessarily thinking about like, oh, a vacation on the beach makes me happiest. Okay. Well, unless you move to the beach and live your life on the beach, which I have done. And it is a way to have a permanent vacation because you do oftentimes it's amazing. You leave work and you're like, oh, cool. I'm going to go to the beach. That is an amazing way to do it. But for all of us who don't live on the beach, what is the thing in your normal day that makes you happiest? For me, it's seeing the people that I love for sure. And being creative. Those are the two things that make me happy. And they are just what I cannot live without. So if you start directing more of your energy and focus towards the things that make you happiest on a normal day, not, you know, don't think outlandish like, oh, winning a million dollars would make me so happy. Okay, great. Well, unless you play the lottery and you spend your life savings, you may or may not even win, right? But what are your guarantees? Start focusing on those things that you know you have right in front of you that you can focus on and put more energy towards, okay? And if you do that, you're going to start seeing some changes happen. Here's a story for you that I think just is a small thing, a small adjustment that I made in my life that I personally did. And I think that when Doug and I got together, it was an adjustment for him. So when we first started dating, we started, you know, sort of cohabitating. We were you know, he'd stay at my place. I'd stay at his place. He started forming a relationship with Kingston slowly. We waited, we waited a while until we were sure. Cause I'm not a big fan of just bringing different guys into my son's life, but we would be, you know, let's say we're in the kitchen and I would say thank you for little things like, Oh, thanks for, you know, cleaning that dish or thanks for, or let's just say, you know, day to day stuff like, Oh, thanks for taking out the trash. And I remember one day he, he finally stopped and he was like, you know, you don't have to say thank you to me for like every little thing that I do. And in that moment, I was like, you know, I told him, I said, I feel like I should. Why? Does it feel awkward that I thank you for all the little things? I guess you could say it's an expectation, especially after we moved in with one another. Like, should I expect him to participate in some of the household chores? Yes, but I appreciate it. I appreciate that he does these things. And so why should I overlook 
the small things that I appreciate because he thinks I'm saying thank you too often, right? It just didn't make sense to me. And I I pointed out that I feel like once you say, oh, you know what? Fine, I'm not going to say thank you anymore for those little things. When you're not focusing on being thankful for things, you start focusing on things that bug you. You're going to start filling your head with something, right? So I personally choose to stay positive and I personally choose to live my life noticing the things that people do for me, even if they're super small, like rinsing out my glass and putting it in the dishwasher. Hey, thanks. What is it, a waste of my time? Two seconds to say thank you? And then Doug knows that he's appreciated. So over the years, this became a thing where he started saying thank you to me a little bit more. And I think he kind of caught on. And, you know, it's just the way that I choose to live my life is to appreciate the little things. And I think that when you build that habit and you see the good in life, you will also see the gains. It's going to propel you in a more positive direction. Think about it. You've got so much time in the day, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but you have so much time in your day, your brain is running all the time. You might be distracted thinking about stressful stuff, right? But if you start focusing on the moment and noticing things that are good and saying thank you and being appreciative or feeling gratitude, you're not doing the negative things with your brain energy. So it really does start with these small, small moments. And I know that sounds silly, but it is like it's a habit that you're building. Just know that you've got to choose to surround yourself with things and individuals in your day to day that make you happy. You know, if you feel like you're living your life and you're hiding feelings that are like not good, start with these small moments, start breaking them down and making those little shifts and then share them with someone else. Like say thank you to someone for something that they did, even if you feel like they owed it to you, you know, like if your significant other finally washed his dishes or whatever, say thank you. And then he might feel inclined to do it again because he felt appreciated, even though it was his dish. This might sound outlandish, but I just want you to try it. Try it with something really small and just see what happens. Give it a week. See how it goes. See if you don't change your thought process. See if your stress levels don't go down. Check it out. And you let me know on my social media. You can you can find me at floatonpodcast.com. I'm on like a bunch of different social medias, but I'd be curious if you did this experiment. You let me know how it goes. It's not a social media stunt, you guys. Do this for you. Like, don't go on and be like, yep, well, float on podcast said that we're going to do this thing for a week. No, 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 no. Don't, don't do that. Okay. Because then it makes it about everybody else. I want you to pretend you're on like a secret mission to change your life in ways that no one will notice but you. And that's the best place to start. So there's a couple different angles you can take with this too. Another one is to put a positive spin on things and begin seeing your life in terms of time. So I don't know. Maybe I'm super aware of this because I'm an art teacher. I can literally budget a 15 minute class period with setup and work time and cleanup for 25, 30 kids ready for the bell, the dismissal bell every time, every day without problem. Right. But I feel like when I began treating my own life personally and this approach that I saw my own productivity and achievement go up and then I started feeling more fulfilled in my life. So I feel like this started for me when I was in just after high school. I worked pretty much full time to pay for my college course load, which was also full time. 
I went to a counselor and, of course, you know, had them help me plan my classes. And they they break your schedule down to five days a week. Why? Because they want you there spending money in their cafes and, uh, you know, five days a week parking pass and all this stuff. And, of course, they also don't want to have you have super long days. But what they didn't know was that I was 18 years old and I was working full time and I had to have a balance. So I went ahead after the first semester and I had to redo my own classes without the counselor. I just started scheduling my classes for myself and I would schedule, you know, like 12 to 14 hour days and I would go to campus maybe two days a week, like maybe Monday, Wednesday or Tuesday, Thursday. And that way I could have room in my schedule to work also. And I lived out of my backpack on those days on campus to save money, right? Because I wasn't driving there. I was, I could work on the other days. And so I would just pack like yogurt and granola bars and fruit in my water bottle and vegetables, like cut up cucumbers or something, anything that would be like fine room temperature. And by the way, guys, I know you're probably wondering like, ew, yogurt room temperature. You can, yogurt stays good. It's totally safe to have your yogurt in your backpack. Just be careful because if you squish it. Uh, Mike and all over stuff. So just be careful with that. But yeah, so yogurt, you know, was one of the things I would take and I would just take naps on campus. Literally, I would use my backpack as a pillow because then I knew no one would mess with me or my stuff if I was laying on it. And I would spend these all dayers on campus and I would take a bunch of classes and I would cram them all into these days. And they were seriously probably the most exhausting days, but it was worth it because I had that balance in my life where I could work to pay for school and go to school. And then I feel like it clicked again when I had my son when I was 24. It was a week after I turned 24. Basically, I've always been a single mom and I kind of just piece my life together. And of course, I've had help from my mom and other people in my, my family to help watch my son if I have to go to work or school or I have events and stuff like that. But his overall well-being, my schooling, spending time and raising him the way that I wanted to, taking him to fun things, making sure he got out, making sure he got, you know, his education, all that stuff was just me piecing it together. And it really started to take shape when I bought my first home by myself. It was a really, really big moment for me. It was a symbol of my own independence. I felt like I was truly building a life that I wanted. Was it a mansion? No, it was a really cute little brick ranch. And I loved it. It was so cute. But we quickly outgrew it and we needed to move eventually. Doug moved in and, you know, we got ended up with three cats. I think I had only two when I bought that house and... Kingston started playing sports and stuff. He had stuff. Doug had stuff. I'm an artist, so I have stuff. But slowly but truly, I just keep adding pieces to this puzzle of mine. And now this podcast is an example of, well, I was already doing tons of stuff. Why did I need to do this? Because it was something that I had in my vision of my puzzle. What better time than now? We're sitting here at home all the time. When COVID crap ends, I'm going to be out. I want to see my people. I want to be out doing stuff. And so I want this podcast to be up and running by then. So what better time than now, right? It was It's my puzzle. It's my career. It's my son's extracurriculars. It's my art business. It's constantly learning through new new projects I'm doing around the house, new DIY stuff that I want to learn, right? We're talking about building a master closet. Yeah, we're going to build it ourselves. Heck yeah, we are. Because I know I can. I already remodeled my bathroom. If I can do the plumbing and all that stuff, 
I can build a closet. No problem. I've written a children's book. I decided to start pursuing my master's. And here I am on this podcast with you guys. These are all things that I wanted in my big picture. And I knew that I had to get these pieces and put them in. No one else is going to do that, right? Everything in my life has a place and a purpose. It does something for me. It's an enrichment experience. It makes me a better person. And I'm fulfilling something that I want, which in turn is going to make me better. It's going to make me a better girlfriend. It's going to make me a better mom. It's going to make me a better teacher because I'm doing these things that I feel I need as a person. And some of you might be like, wow, she's really talking a lot about herself right now. I want you to think about your life the way that I think about mine. Make it yours. Make it your project. It's your passion project. If I want something in my life, it's up to me to go get it. So if you start to fill yourself with positivity, fill your life with, you know, working towards achievements, it's going to crowd out room for drama and negativity and wasted time. We all get how many hours in a day? 24, right? Everybody. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter if you're sitting in a jail cell or sitting on a throne. 24 hours in a day, seven days in a week. doesn't matter where you are on the planet. How do you spend that time? Really think about it. What do you achieve in a week? What's in there? Who's in it? What do you see standing around? Who's surrounding you? Do you see any adjectives? For example, do you see like strength or more love or being more honest with your emotions with people? Like what do you see in that big picture? Really think about it. Now I want you to take that big picture and compare it to your current place in life. We're going to take inventory here. So I want you to think about what you have. Maybe not necessarily just material things. What do you really have? Do you have love? Do you have happiness? Do you have trust? Do you have respect? Do you have emotional support in your life? Do you have fulfillment? What goodness do you have and is it enough? Where do you feel like things are lacking in your life? Where do you want to see improvements? These are important questions, guys. This isn't a game. This is your life. And every single day that you live, you're getting another day older. You're never going to get that day back ever. It's gone. It's a part of your past. Are you going to remember it or was it just one of the many? I know it sounds heavy. Like, wow, dang, this is crazy. Like life is really just melting away. Yes, it is. But you can slow it down. You can slow that process down by filling it up. So you got to decide what you really want to do. I'm going to go in depth on this topic that I'm going to talk about here in a second in another episode, but I want to share it with you now so you can kind of start thinking about it. I call this term downtime 101, and I coined this term myself. Sometimes I think I should write a book about it or something, but it's basically just about being more aware of how you spend your day and your time, like that free time that you have when you just want to relax well, what does relaxation look like to you? And what do you want to get out of it when you're done relaxing? Do you want to come out of it feeling unproductive? Do you want to come out of it feeling like you wasted time? Be aware of how you spend your your day. Take an honest look at that downtime. An easy way to do this, and I know you're all going to hate me for this, but if you look at your screen time data on your phone, pay closer attention to that. 
what's going on. Maybe not even just like, because here's the thing. Like, I'm on my phone quite a bit. I'm not going to lie. But I do a lot of stuff on there. I'm doing all my research because I can take my phone with me while I'm cooking. I can listen to my podcasts. I can learn watching YouTube videos, which is a lot of what I do. So you have to kind of look at how you spend your time. If you're just sitting on Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram, mm, might not be the most productive thing you could be doing. I'm sure it's fun. It's a way to escape reality for a while. But what are you getting out of it? What is it doing? Is it serving you somehow? How is it serving you? Are you becoming a better, more educated person? Are you becoming stronger, more emotionally intelligent? Really think about what does it do for you? How does it serve you? Downtime doesn't have to be just down. Think of it as free time. Think of it as bonus time. Think of it as you time. It's the time that you get to work on you so you can be better for, for the next day, for the next week, for the upcoming year, for your next career, for your next kid. Life's going to come at you. That's why I call this podcast Float On because it is a river ride, guys. We're going downstream. You got to be prepared. So when it comes down to it, guys, no one is going to choose a better life for you than you. But you have to go out and get it yourself, period. Don't be afraid of something that you want in your life because it hasn't knocked on your door yet. Think about it. Unless you want some guy in a lame polo and a ball cap trying to sell you a spray down for ants that you don't even have, you're never going to have what you want come knocking on your door. It's not going to happen. So decide on what you want in your life. Make a plan to get that thing eventually. And then you start chipping away at it. And I like this expression, chipping away. It reminds me of the alabaster sculptures. I made this alabaster sculpture in college. It was an assignment for a sculpture class that I took. And that alabaster project is small. And it is not one of my best works, but I keep it. You want to know why I keep it? I'm never going to get rid of it because it's a symbol of a lesson that I learned that was incredibly valuable to me. Okay. I feel like we are all creatures of convenience and instant gratification in these days. We're always trying to come up with like new technology to make things easier for ourselves or to get things done faster or, you know, to be more productive. But on the flip side, all we're doing is just creating more time for us to waste time. And we're literally becoming just like blobs where we just sit around and like watch other people make TikToks. It's mind blowing to me. I don't have TikTok. Not going to lie. There are some funny ones I've seen on the internet, but I have so many other things going on in my life that I just don't have time to sit there all day. And for you to say, oh, I don't have time, but then you're sitting and just binging through TV shows or, you know, you're not doing anything to propel yourself in for the future. Think about what you want in 15, 20 years. Where do you want to be? Well, don't wait until then to start. It's going to be too late. Start now. So that Alabaster Project taught me patience. And it taught me that small changes in a direction make a big one. If and only if you keep at it, guys. I remember sitting out in the garage. It was freezing, you guys. It was probably like February, January, February. Oh my God, it was so cold. My hands were numb. I had these stone files and a hammer and I just kept chipping away at this alabaster chunk trying to make this thing that I drew out, which of course, like I probably could have drawn a simpler sculpture, right? But I was young and silly and just wanted to create I had a vision and that's all that mattered 
And I just kept putting in the work towards it. Right now, is that really being silly? No, if you have a vision, just put in the work. Don't be afraid of it. The fulfillment you're going to get from that is so much better than the feeling you feel when you just sit around and waste time. I promise. But you got to you got to change your mind and you have to make these small changes in your day and just keep at it. So I want you to close your eyes and I want you to picture your puzzle, the big picture. I want you to picture it hanging up on the wall. You know those puzzle frames that you can get where you like put a puzzle on a board, glue it or something, and then you put it in the frame and it becomes like a picture that you actually hang up and you're like, yeah, I did that. Every last piece in its place, right? Well, what do you see in your puzzle? Choose pieces that are attainable for you. Choose pieces that fit together. Choose pieces for your puzzle that support you and what you want in your life. Choose pieces that care for you in the way that you care for them. And if you're thinking, are you talking about people? Yes, I'm talking about people. Choose pieces that see you for your worth. You see worth in other people, right? And if you don't, then you're not surrounding yourself with the right kind of people. All these pieces are going to become equally important. Because without any single piece, any piece could be missing. It doesn't matter which one. But if one is missing, your puzzle is not complete. The big picture is not complete. So you need to be really, really honest about what your vision is for your life. And then you start making a plan and putting it in place. And I don't want you to be afraid of it. Start with these small things, these small moments of gratitude. Start with that mindset. We're going to talk about mindset more in another episode. But I know that you can do this. And I know that you can start. You can start today. You can start right now if you want. Pick something. We talked last episode about learning. Pick something you want to learn about and just start learning. You will be surprised at where this journey takes you if you can just start now. Don't wait. Before I let you guys go, I just want to relay a heartfelt thank you through the sound waves from my soul to yours. I appreciate your time. I really hope that you enjoyed this podcast. And if you love what you've heard, please, please, please leave a review. Subscribe so you get notifications of this podcast. Share this episode with someone that you feel might benefit. And head over to floatonpodcast.com. You can add us on social media and see updates. Thanks again, guys. Have a great day. I will talk to you soon. Bye.